Welcome to Grandma and Her Gummies, a fun and educational podcast about real-life cannabis stories and lessons for safer cannabis use for everyone. If you're looking for ways to ease pain, inflammation, anxious feelings, or just want to chill and get better sleep, we'll share with you the latest scientific research and tips about cannabis products and innovation, which just might help improve your quality of life. Listen in for the basics about cannabis and walk away with important resources and education. But most of all, have fun and enjoy the cannabis stories. Want to share your cannabis story? Contact us at grandmaandhergummies.com. Hello and welcome to my Cannabis Curious listeners. This is Steve with the Cannabis Wellness Group and your host of Grandma and Her Gummies. We've got a great show for you today. I've got Donald, and we're going to talk about how he uses creams and salves, both the THC and the combination THC and CBD. What's the difference and when to use them and how do they work? So hello, Donald. Welcome, and thanks for joining us. Before we jump into that, why don't you give the listeners a little bit of background about yourself? I was born in Atlanta uh, a mere 72 years ago, but I was raised in Augusta, uh, Augusta, Georgia. Golf capital of the world. Right away, you know, I'm a, a lifelong golf addict. Great. Uh, played soccer from junior high school through college, which was at Emory University. Uh, took a few years after college to, to figure life out. And uh, then I got married and went to law school and started a family. So things changed in a hurry. Started practicing law in the late 70s. Um, coincidentally, I began playing racquetball at that time which I did for probably five or six days a week for almost 15 years. Uh, My career, uh, which was in Atlanta for a little over 30 years, was as a trial lawyer representing uh, primarily corporations in business litigation. Mm -hmm. So it was it was part of my job, really, to be skeptical of uh, of everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) until uh, until evidence was presented to to really prove something. Um, and as my wife can tell you, I learned that lesson very well. Um, eventually, I replaced the racquetball with cycling um, in my mid-40s, and uh, I actually still do that today. So I retired at, at age 60. So I was playing golf four or five days a week, would hit a lot of practice balls. I was a, I was a practice junkie really and uh, did that I guess for probably the first eight years or so of my retirement Mm -hmm. that resulted I lose count but probably four or five wrist and arm surgeries two major shoulder surgeries the second of which was what they call a reverse replacement which is a which is a very very invasive surgery Boy, does this sound familiar, right? A life lifetime of playing different sports, the evolution from racquetball, soccer, cycling, and then, of course, lovely golf um, in retirement. And, you know, what those early years do to our joints and knees and wrists, um, I think, catch up to all of us. So, so I just, I'm recognizing that myself as a lifetime athlete, and I just want the listeners, probably a lot of them are nodding, Donald, that, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same spot. So, so now you've done it, you're there, and you've had some surgeries. Tell us a little bit more about the, the, those and where they are. You know, obviously, I've had to make adjustments to my life. What I do, I have to be careful of range of motion, 
and how I lift things, etc. But you know, pain is a wonderful teacher. So, so I have a pretty good handle now on what I should and shouldn't do. So I've made adjustments, but I, you know, I still do probably three days a week, a week of lightweight training, another three days of Peloton cycling, and you know, try to rest the old body one day a week. Uh, so bottom line is, I've certainly had my share of sports injuries along the way. Um, you know, plus normal aches and pains from 72 years of living. So uh, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing okay. I'm enjoying myself, but obviously uh, those things all took a toll. Exactly. Well, you know, the this is the purpose of grandma and her gummies is to talk to people that are active in their life. It doesn't matter whether you're 30 or you're 80, you know, we're active adults and um, I want to stay active. I know you and I know you want to stay active too. And so let's move into you know your experience a little bit with cannabis. What's your what's your history with it, and then uh, we'll take it from there. Sure. I arrived uh, at college in 1968, as the counterculture in the U.S. was really launching, and I launched right along with it. And then for as I think I mentioned earlier, for about three years after college. I was just trying to figure out what to do with myself. So, so I was, I was still, uh, I was still launching and well in orbit for those three years. Uh, so I've had more than ample experience, I think, with, with the favorite pastimes of the counterculture. You know, right up until 1975, when I decided it was time to settle down. So, yeah, I've had, a, I've had plenty of that kind of experience. Great. And and so so what I hear is that like most of us back in the college days in your early 20s, you know, you you had exposure and experience with with cannabis and 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 the, the counterculture lifestyle. So, you know, for our listeners as well, it, I find that there are three personalities of people that have never ever used cannabis. Skeptical but curious, cannabis curious people. People that have used it early in their life and have not used it since. And uh, and people that are just using it all throughout their life, right? They're enjoying cannabis for a variety of reasons. And I find that you're probably in the, the middle part. Yeah, like most of us. Right. Okay. That's right. Absolutely. Do you know the difference between THC and CBD? I do, in the sense that, in my mind, at least, THC is sort of the, the magic active ingredient in, in cannabis. The, the more psychedelic part, part of the, part of the, uh, the plan, if you will, so, and the CBD, uh, different, not, not so much that. Right. Yeah. You got it right. And so, you know, when you, when you giggle and say psycho psychedelic, it is definitely the thing that, that gives you that euphoria, that psychoactive component. And right. uh, whereas, whereas CBD is really coming out of the, let's say the, the medicinal closet. I mean, it's now becoming the one that really is proving to be very medicinal beyond, um, anything psychoactive. So it doesn't make you psychoactive where THC does. I think that's the biggest thing. And I think I may have mentioned it to you, but I like to, for a very simple and easy way to help the listeners understand the differences, THC, not its science name, but my verb THC stands for too high compound. You can get really high on that. CBD, I like to say, stands for clear benefits derived. So it's it's very non-scientific, and certainly that's not what it means um, in the science community. But just for us, hey man, too much C THC, not a good thing. CBD, no problems. Clear benefits, doesn't get me high. Let's let's investigate that. So I just want to point that out. 
And then for you, like what, what were you trying to solve for when, when we talked about the creams and salves? To begin with, I really can't tolerate ibuprofen or the other anti-inflammatories. Mm -hmm. I expect 33 years of being a trial lawyer uh, does not really help your stomach lining. <laughs> so, so those, unfortunately, those valuable drugs are not available. Um, I also have never had an interest in pain pills or opioids. I just don't like what anything much that they do. And so even through all my surgeries, I, I almost never took any of that. So I, so I don't have those options. Mm. Um, and then as I'm, when I met you as a neighbor and um, understood your academic training in this field and also got to know you as a friend and, and trust you, I decided, hey, let's give, let's give this stuff a try and see where it goes. Excellent. And I and uh, and I think it was specific to some of the pains you were having, um, that, you know. That's true. Yeah, which is you know the top top two or three that I that we hear and and I certainly see, but we see in the research as well as is chronic pain, sleep issues, and anxiety or PTSD or depression. And so chronic pain, man, there's so many of us that have it. It sounds like when when you were looking at it. I mean, is that the reason why you chose that over other options? It sounds like there weren't options given what you told us, but you being a skeptic, tell tell me a little bit about what you thought when I when I said, hey, try some of this cannabis cream. Well, you know, I've I've read and heard enough about it to know that an awful lot of people are studying it and using it. And I've I felt like it's it wasn't unlikely that there was something to it. I, of course, had no idea of whether it would help me or not. Um, the shoulder issue, that's really such a, that surgery was such a profound injury that I'd, I had very low expectations um, that anything much would make a difference. And, and plus, I've gotten, I've sort of gotten used to it. Mm -hmm. As long as I don't move it in a way that's, that's stupid, um, it's sort of become background noise to me. But not comfortable, and I was certainly willing to try the CBD cream that you offered me just to just to see how it would affect it. Yeah, exactly. And and one of the the approaches at Grammar and Gummies, and certainly within the cannabis wellness group approach for anyone, but certainly for us active adults, is the safer approach. And CBD, because it's non psychoactive, was something that I felt comfortable for you. Now I. I also want to point out, I'm not a doctor and anybody that's listening should consult their physician or their doctor or healthcare provider before you begin any kind of regime with, with cannabis at all, whether it's THC or CBD or both. Right. So when, when let's get into the difference now. So what we did for you is we went with the CBD cream, which is more anti-inflammatory. And what we're finding is you need to use that regularly on an ongoing basis, eventually for it to build up in your system and reduce the inflammation. And you use that on your shoulder. And I think you use it for a couple of weeks to tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I, I used it in the morning. So after I showered, I would rub it into the shoulder. And then in the evening before bed, I would rub it all over the shoulder as well. And I think I did that probably, probably for seven to 10 days. And I felt like there was some incremental improvement that's sort of the way CBD works, that, you know, it's going to have a cumulative effect over time. 
Mm-hmm. And I will say, I do feel like my shoulder generally is better now than when I used the cream, which has probably been six months or so ago. So that was my experience with the CBD cream. But then I had a very different experience later with the CBD plus THC cream. That one was much more of an acute pain situation. I was in the gym and experienced sort of a sharp pain in one of the muscles in my forearm down near the elbow. And I thought I'd either pulled or maybe torn something and or triggered um, some tendonitis, which all of us gym rats are quite familiar with tendonitis. And it's really a pesky, Mm. lingering kind of injury. Yeah. They can t- knock you out of the gym for days or weeks, and and nobody wants that. So when I came, when I left the gym, I said, "Well, I'll do what I always do. I'll just go and ice, ice the heck out of it, and then I'll take a, you know, few days out of the gym, which I hate to do, but I'll do it, and then I'll sort of dip my toe back in the water there at the gym, and you know, eventually it'll resolve itself. At least it always has." But when I got back to my place, I remembered that you had given me a small jar of cream with both CBD and THC. So I said, oh, what the heck? You know, not not any downside. I'll just rub this on here and see if it does anything. It'll be a good little experiment, if you will. For the skeptic. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I was a skeptic. Um, I didn't expect anything, but, um, you know, I was willing to give it a try. It was funny. Immediately, it took it took the pain away, and I figured, well, that's great, but you know, what's this going to last? Thirty minutes or an hour? Uh, you know, so time goes by, and and the pain doesn't come back, and and it doesn't come back that day. You know, and I wake up the next day, and it's still not back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, did the road, the bike that day, which I tend to alternate between weight training and riding the bike. And then the next day it was time for me to be back in the gym. And so I said, well, let's give it a go. Right. And I went, I went back in the gym with no problem. And, and the pain has never returned. And I have not missed a day in the gym because of it. So, and that was shocking to me. That was, that was kind of a game changer in my mind. It's a it's a great story, and it's it it is not common that that one application kind of removes the issue. But the thing about cannabis and it, as a plant, it is different for everybody. It interacts with our internal endocannabinoid system in a different way. It hits connectors and receptors inside you that are different from your wife or from me or anyone. So the story you just mentioned, I just want to point out to everybody. There's two stories here. One is that the CBD cream you used over a period of time and and it slowly and incrementally improved it. Cannabis won't cure anything. It won't cure. It's not a cure-all as a lot of us have heard, but man, the idea of it just improving the incremental should improve your quality of life, help you move around a little bit. And that is the lesson I think about all of this, but that's with CBD. So everyone be, be patient, be consistent, and this is for inflammation, which eventually you reduce your inflammation. Guess what happens? That pain goes away. On the flip side, THC is for an immediate 
pain relief. It's that acute kind of pain reliever. And by rubbing it on your skin, it will not get you high. It will remove that spot of where the pain is. Now, I think you actually had what I like to call the, the entourage effect, where you got them together, making a much better impact. You had the CBD and THC in that cream. So it probably did relieve the pain, and it probably helped with a little bit of the inflammation as well. So really, really great success there. And, and ultimately, you know, you're getting back in the gym. I would say that's an improvement of quality of life for sure, right? Oh, it's it's huge for me. I mean... You know, at 72, after a lifetime of doing this, your greatest fear is when is the day coming that I can't go back in the gym? Because you know it's out there, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the prime motivation is to hold that day off mm-hmm. as long as you possibly can. And the notion that you have, you know, a cream in the drawer, which can be used for these acute little aches and pains. It's a, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice feeling. And uh, I really did not expect that. So I guess the evidence had to speak for itself. Spoken as a good trial, Lori, evidence speaks for itself. And so I'm glad that you found, you know, that relief, you found some evidence. What, uh, what's next for you to, to think about? You know, one thing that occurred to me is, you know, like a lot of less young people, Mm -hmm. um, I don't sleep as well as I used to. Uh, I don't have much trouble falling asleep, but mm. uh, it's tough to stay asleep as long as you'd like. And um, my wife has actually played around with some CBD gummies that she feels like have really worked for her. So um, I would like to sort of stand by and watch the industry develop and the science develop and see if there is some application of cannabis, um, probably in the in the gummy form or the oral form, mm-hmm. that could replace the sleep meds that I take. Because I've never liked to take pills. I just, I don't like it. I, the, the less, the better. So I am interested in that going forward. Excellent. Well, for for you and certainly for the listeners, there are a few episodes we've done on sleep where people tell their stories about how they not only got to sleep faster, but stayed asleep. And I think that's that that element of staying asleep for most of us. And your wife, once again, she's on the uh, on the cutting edge. She certainly is doing the right thing. There's some research out there that indicates cannabis is good for sleep. And there's different components in there. So CBD is one of them. There's CBN, cannabinol. I like to, again, think about the mnemonic of N standing for nighttime. So CBN, and you're going to, we're going to do an episode uh, in the future about that very shortly, because another important industry development was in December, the White House and the administration signed a research bill authorizing much more funding for this. That's really what's holding us back in this space. And that's why people like you and me and our listeners were waiting for that evidence. And the evidence is there, but once we get this research engine going, I'm confident we're going to see and find all the new possibilities for us. So stay tuned for that, everybody. And I guess before we finish, Donald, do you have any words of wisdom for some other uh, active adults out there who want to keep going as long as they can and improve their quality? Yeah, I, I would encourage people simply to have an open mind, really. Mm. Um, you know, keep your eyes open, look for articles online as you do your morning reading uh see what's going on keep up with 
going to your state, um, uh, like our state, Georgia, um, we're in the early stages of getting things approved. Uh, but sadly, it's it's probably you're the expert, Stephen, but I'm sure it's a, a year, two years, three years before I can hope to get some sort of medical prescription for a cannabis product to use either on the muscles and joints or as a sleep aid. Um, but keep up with that uh, because sooner or later it's going to come. And I'm optimistic about the results when it does. So keep an open mind. Uh, it's not it's not about getting high, at least it wasn't for me. It's about feeling better. And you know, at at my age and the age of many of you, we we are in a hand-to-hand combat with Father Time. It's it's just that simple. Um and any any advantage, any edge we can get against that formidable opponent is a good thing. So eyes and ears open, I would say. Yeah, that's great. Great words of advice. And that, that is one of our mottos at, at uh, Grammar and Gummies in the Cannabis Wellness Group is it's not about getting high. It's about getting better. And that means better sleep, you know, better relief and better quality life. And we go to organic farms in Oregon to grow the hemp, which is legal. And we do have a few products, some for the creams, which which you've enjoyed talked about. They're CBD based because um, in order to do what we do, it has to comply with the law. And so it does not have THC in it. Those are state by state by state. For the listeners, if you live in one of those states, go and check it out and research what you can get locally. For those that want to try slowly and carefully with CBD, go to www.grandmaandhergummies.com. We'll also list it in the show notes for everybody. So thank you, Donald. Really appreciate the time today and our discussion, and I hope to see you in the gym very soon. And until then, uh, I wish everyone you, Donald, and our listeners, peace and good cannabis wellness. Thanks. My pleasure. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Grandma and Her Gummies. If you like what you heard, the best thing you can do is share this episode with your friends and family. And be sure to follow and review us at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. To learn more about resources and products for safe and effective cannabis use, or to share your cannabis story, visit our website at grandmaandhergummies.com.